all right, so we all have bad days. <laughs> like we all have bad days. And, and sometimes when we interact with people in the midst of our own bad day, uh, they, they get, uh, they get the other side of it. Uh, right. So Dame, uh, hello, Dame. Hello. Uh, uh, hi, uh, Dame. Something happened yesterday afternoon and I need you to decide, am I being oversensitive? So let's just go with is the game is called, is Pete being oversensitive? Are you okay with this? You have my attention. Can you air, please, if you're going to err in any way here, can okay. you please err on the side of I'm wrong? Okay. My, I will slant my bias towards Pete is wrong. Okay. Which is, which sure. is a natural I mean, bias yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Brian. Hello, Jason. And hello, Jeremy from 30,000 feet flying to Seattle right now. Um, okay. Dame. Young Theodore, 11-year-old um, kid that looks like me in my home that has hair, uh, calls us after school. This is about 3.30 yesterday afternoon. Flat tire on his bike. Okay. okay. Flat tire on his bike. Okay. And so um, I'm like, well, I'm walk home. It's a mile. You're fine. I'll put hair <laughs> in your chest. But uh, I was like, okay, I'll go pick him up. I was working from home yesterday afternoon, as you know. And so I went and picked him up, put the bike in the back. And uh, I was like, all right, I'll deal with it later. And it, it was a pop tire. So I go to the local bike shop about an hour later. And I put the, and I just walk in uh, and I say, hey, uh, I got a flat tire. And the guy says, he's sitting at a computer, just sitting. He looks up and he's like, okay, the next appointment's in two weeks. And I said, you don't have five minutes maybe that you could just pop this on, pack, pop this back off? I said, I can do it. It's just I know it'll take you probably less than five minutes. And he's like, do you want to call the other 180 people that have minor repairs in front of you? So you can tell them that you need this done right now. And I was like, and I, I'm, if we can back up for a half second here, Dame, first of all, I'm not going to name the shop. I'm not that sure. sort of person. I'm not a bully pulpit person. Number two, I wasn't having the best day myself. Okay. Right. Not the greatest day. You know, days can be hard. And, uh, and I was just like, okay, can I just have the tire? I'll do it myself. Am I wrong to think that maybe I definitely got the short end of that. Like that was a little hot, right? Uh, I can see this. Well, yes. Uh, if the uh, tone was as you described, which I have no reason to believe it wasn't. Sure. Uh, it's yeah, that was a little aggressive. My tone or his tone? Uh, his, his, his tone uh, was exactly as I described where, where, where tone. I, I'm being, trying to be honest when he said, yeah, it'll be, two weeks, the next appointment, I said, you don't have five minutes. I could have said it like that. Or I could have said it like, Hey, you don't have five minutes. You could put yeah. to this. Like it could have been on a spectrum. It sure. wasn't bad, but it could have been like, you don't have five minutes. Yeah. And then that's when he hit me with the, do you want to call the 180 people? So that was it. That, 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 that sort of, um, uh, was not the best. I, I have to side with Jeremy, uh, on this one. Uh, Customer service seems a, a little lacking. Not uh, it, it may be the case, maybe the policy, maybe that how that shop does business. Yeah. It certainly could have been communicated better to the customer and explaining why, rather than I don't care. Let's wait two weeks. So, do you want to hear the rest of the story? 
How long did it take you to change the tire, Pete? Uh, about 25 minutes. Okay. And then Ted rode to uh, Theodore, young Theodore, rode to uh, soccer practice last night, called me after soccer, soccer practice. <laughs> Dad, my tire's again. So clearly I did not find whatever yeah. penetrant was yeah. in the outer tire. And so then this morning I ordered on Amazon a tube replacement because I'm not going back to that shop. So that <laughs> I actually ordered two. So those people lost out on $12 because of that. How you like them apples? Matt you get Damon. a pa- you get a patch kit too. Yeah, we just uh, I have a patch kit, but like man, let me tell you, walking in my <laughs> you know me very well. Me walking in my house with something a other than a, a fish hook stuck in my hand, <laughs> but with my hands just covered in chain grease. Um it's a weird and I'm just like, I don't have like the pumice stone or lava soap yeah. like I used to when I yeah. had a, an honest man's hands. I, I, occasionally I'll come in from the barn similarly uh, marked up and it's like I'm, I'm chasing to find, just running to find Cass. You know, look, I'm a real boy. Yeah. I, I've, <laughs> I've got every, I've got proof. Yeah. And needless to say, Ted thanked me for the initial bike repair. But then after it flattened again, he said... <laughs> maybe you can have someone else do the second one. That's a great time to teach him how uh, how to change a bike tire and uh, where you might have made a slight error uh, the first time. And, and uh, persistence pays off. I don't know. There's going to be life lessons there somewhere. Kristen is clearly not here. She is gallivanting across the South. I don't know. What's she doing? I have no idea what she's doing today. All right. Kristen's not here. Dame is, I am, Jeremiah is, and Jeremiah, uh, Dame will have you know that I made a very important point just before the show. Dame, what did I say? Uh, it can't be an extended version of the show, but we're not going to rush through the show. So it's rush through the show. a comfortable um, show. Probably 54 minutes if I had to guess. Comfortable show today. Dame, it's, we're going into the mailbag. All right, we're dig- digging into the mailbag. And then we've got a, a 529 thing we're talking about. So uh, let's start with the mailbag. Excellent. Um, okay. I also should have muted Slack because mm-hmm. now I'm reading Slack's coming in mm-hmm. and I'm about to start the show. So this seems like a bad idea, Dame. Part of my two-step process every time I sign into the show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm, uh, Jeremiah, I appreciate the heads up. Uh, we will make sure we keep it under 65 minutes though to keep you on schedule. All right. Great. Oh. Here we go. I read the Slack. <laughs> God, I gotta quit. I just opened. Okay, damn. I was opening up the, to time the show. Calculator. Open the calculator. Big Rick Swink, everybody. Tried to find the live stream on LinkedIn so I can deactivate my Facebook account, but I couldn't figure it out. LOL. Hey, I am all in support of deactivating uh, a Facebook account or Meta. How about it? You know what? How many people, but most of our listeners are via Facebook, though, Facebook. so I don't really yep. want to cancel that. You can't do that. Okay, here we go. In, uh, I'll figure this out. Three, two, one. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we answer your money questions. Here's how the show works. We email us askpete at petetheplanner.com. That's askpete, petetheplanner.com. And here's what happens we answer your questions. By we, I mean damian andrew dunn from your money line and me uh pedro de pesos pete the planner from your money line hello dame good day pete dame this is one of those radio shows uh financial shows even where the answer isn't call us on monday and we'll sell you things we just answer stuff 
we have some fun. Uh, we're not, we, we don't actually work with individuals. We work with companies and the individuals at those companies. So don't call us unless you uh, uh, want to add this as a benefit at, at your company, then call us, right, Dan? Yeah, yeah. Or, or drop cookies off by the office, either one. Yes. Dame, email bag for us. This first question is addressed to Kristen and co. And oddly enough, Kristen, our other co-host, is not here this week. So we will just say, dear and co., I've got another question for you. If y'all have time and interest, timeout. Do I have a timeout? Uh, two. Do you think the do you have time and interest is a financial joke? The interest part or not? That's fair. Well, I mean, time as well. It's a key component. But uh, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past the writer because we we are familiar with. One of my friends has. I'm back in the email now because <laughs> you know I don't have friends. True. One of my friends has a 2018 Subaru with 120,000 miles on it, and they are going to sell it, and I have the option to buy it if I want it. They're asking 11,000 Canadian dollars for it. It's American, but it's pretty close, right? I don't know. I haven't looked at that exchange rate. Would you be interested in Dave? Timeout. I'm using them both in the first segment. <laughs> Gutsy call. Dane, would you be interested in where's this currency from segment? Like where I look up world currencies and you and Kristen try to guess where it's from? Uh, yeah, that actually might be fun. Now, can I take another timeout? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, we, we might have blown up this whole segment. Sure. I, I was uh, shopping for uh, vehicles in the not too distant past. Test drove a couple. And I came to find out that the type of vehicles we were looking at were commonly imported from Canada and federalized at the border. They're they're new new. I mean, like within four years old vehicles. So they come in, they get a whole dash swap out, and then they make their way to the dealers because a lot of new car dealers in Canada don't sell used vehicles. So if they get lease trade ins, they don't have anything to do with them. So they ship them across the border, or they sell them and then ship them across the border to be sold in America. The interesting part is... Wait, this is not... This is in itself incredibly interesting. So okay. whatever you're about to say is more interesting? The factory warranty doesn't carry over the border. Okay. I think we've just deviated from this here email. So how much do you know? Because I'm about to start firing questions. This is like my... I'll say something like uh, slightly interesting to, to Mrs. Planner, and then she'll ask me all the questions that I don't know the answers to. This could happen right now. Are you that's comfortable a, with this? That's exactly what's going to happen right now, but you can ask me whatever you want. So this email is from Ian, but Ian, we don't care about your email anymore. And good luck. I hope the Subaru runs well. <laughs> all right. So Dame, first of all, I'm stuck on the word federalized. It's federalized yeah. at the border. What does that mean? Uh, it, it has to take a U.S. citizenship test, and they have to get a seventy percent or better. I, Absolutely, you know, right. yeah. Um, uh, it has to get converted. Like the dash has to go into miles per hour. Apparently, I I, I don't know because it comes across the border with kilometers and liters. Uh, so they swap the dash out so Americans can read it. <laughs> but I'm confused though because on my dash, it's got a uh, move. And kilometers, right? Yeah. It's got miles per hour and kilometers an hour. And when you just, when you're in Canada, just uh, fix your eyes on the kilometers per hour. Well, yeah, but they're more talented north of the border, and we have a hard time focusing on the correct numbers. Apparently, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it gets deleted, as Jeremiah would say. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, I, I, what's the whole federalization process? I don't know, but a dealer told me that that was the term that is used, and 
there's steps involved. So you are uh, geographically located, <clears throat> theoretically, relatively yeah. close to the Canadian border. Yeah, uh, I could be in Canada in uh, two and a half hours. Yeah, and I and I welcome that. Uh, but I'm think, could you bring? Could you do that and make a poutine run? Sure, I'd be cold by the time I got it down to uh, to the office, though. Uh, so, do you think a lot of cars in the area that you're in used cars have been federalized from Canada? That's what I'm really starting to wonder because I had no idea that this was uh, happening, but it turns out that it might be a little bit more common than I had anticipated. And I don't know how many people are aware of it because unless a dealer would have spoken up about it, I never would have asked that question. But it was only when I got to the warranty question that it came up. Now, the, the Carfax could have uh, shed some light on that. Uh, so I, it's potential that I, that I would have seen that and discovered that on my own. But for car buyers who aren't digging in that deep they just want to find reliable transportation and they they may not um uh go quite as in depth they they may end up getting a new car that may not have all of the benefits they thought uh, that they were getting did this all come up because you were on the lot and you told the guy the car looked nice and he said of course it's nice it's canadian is that how it started uh, no, it was the warranty thing so the warranty just it was the warranty. But, yeah. so how many miles were on the car uh, it was still under the uh, bumper to bumper warranty, or at least it would have been under the bumper to bumper warranty. I don't remember the exact number of miles though. Wow. Was this a, a, a domestic car? Indeed. One of the big three. Oh, speaking of the big three, we we're really just punning on, on Ian's email. Sorry. Here, right. Sorry. Like I think now we can't go back to it. Well, you know what? What? He wanted to talk to Kristen anyway, so he can wait a week. He can wait a week. Uh, any thoughts on the big three thing? I, I'm just curious. Like, do you think this has a massive impact on the economy? Uh, I think it could. I've got actually some news stories where I found out, I saw an article that has four of the demands that the union is fighting for. And I thought it might be kind of interesting for us to Let's do it uh, now. look at those. You want to go through those? Yeah. For those that don't know, uh, Chrysler GM or Chrysler being Stellantis. Stellantis. Yeah. Stellantis. Uh, GM and Ford workers, UAW, all on strike right now. Uh, First time ever that all three have coordinated for a strike. So, All right. So in two minutes and 15 seconds, we are going to go learn the demands of the strike. All right. Uh, just some. I'm sure there are plenty more. First, pay increases proportional to executives' raises. Ooh. I, yeah. Like... Are we doing, is this fair? How are we, how are we doing that? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if we look, want to look at it from both sides of the table or the uh, possibility of it passing. Um, I, frankly, I think this one was would, is more symbolic than anything else because if I'm uh, one of the big three, I just change pay structure. I don't really totally. get much raises and I aim at all the bonuses. So I was, I was about to say the same thing. I was like, that's yeah. actually fair if it's on base pay, but yeah. the second you, you change the shape of the dollar and make it a bonus and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So I, I think that's more symbolic than anything okay. else. Okay. Good. Uh, removal of what the union considers a tier system that makes earning top wages take eight years. Well, again, I mean, I, I'm trying to take, I'm, I'm thinking about public education. I'm thinking about teaching how long it takes a, 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 someone to be a veteran right. teacher to hit the top of the scale. I, I don't, it seems commiserate with that, right? I, I think it's pretty comparable, honestly. Uh, the 32-hour work week with a 40-hour pay to compensate for mandatory overtime burnout. This one seems a little more difficult. Yes. This, one, this, is, this is an interesting topic for me. 
Wait, okay. So it's a 32 hour work week. Yep. But they're getting paid as though they're getting 40. eight hours for free. Yep. And the reasoning is mandatory overtime burnout because they're required to work overtime. So would that mean any hour over 32 would now be overtime time? But they're actually working like 50. I, I don't know. I, I would assume that's what that means, but I don't know. Are those all the demands or are there more? One more, uh, restoration of traditional pensions and cost of living raises. Okay, that I get. Yeah. <laughs> okay, look at us. Look at us. Kristen's away and the show goes to pieces. We just change segments in the middle of the segment. Coming up after the break, will we stick to the topics? Probably not, because this is the Pete the Planner show. I actually kind of liked that segment. I did too. Sorry, Kristen. Not sorry, Ian. Why are we being mean to Ian? Like uh, he seems like a reasonable person. He's written some really great emails to us. He has, but um, all right. Jeremiah is asking if he gets a timeout because we just crossed the border in June for a lunch. Told Border Patrol we were going over for some French fries and gravy. Also came home with some uh, all dressed chips and chocolate Canadian Smarties. Yeah. Have you taken the kids? Just like drove them up to Canada? No, I, I, I we thought about doing a, a trip, uh, kind of headed east and doing the whole Niagara Falls thing, and going through Canada one direction, whether it's out or back, and we just haven't done it. One direction. What's Harry Styles have to do with this? Everything. Have you seen that man? He's gorgeous. Oh my gosh, he's really been working out. If uh, if you had to, if you could have hair, but you had to wear it like Harry Styles at this point in your life. Would you do it? This is a game I play frequently. That's a really good question. I think if I looked cooler, it just wouldn't work. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I am, I am now on brand as kind of schlubby. And I think if I had too many <laughs> handsome elements going on, it, we'd be in trouble. I don't know. I, but yeah, I, I, yeah. If I had to look like Harry Styles' hair, I could probably do it. Right. I, I could suffer through that probably. If you had assigned me a celebrity haircut, because th- this week was Bald Appreciation Day on Wednesday. Bald, so I was told. Yeah. Bald Head Appreciation Day. I wish Dame a happy day and said we should get together and rub our heads together. And I was told by our human resources person to 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 not say that in t- all team meetings. Oh, but here we are. It, Alas, yeah. here Unlikely. we are. Um, Dame, if you could assign me any celebrity haircut and I just have to rock with it and, 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 and you can go nice, you can go mean, you can go funny. Where do you go? Um, that's a really great question. I it's, are you at the point in your life where it's hard for you to imagine yourself with hair? Oh, I can't other than the, the, this business of ours occasionally constantly reminds me that I once had hair and a beard. Yeah. Um, Dame, I would give you hmm, Jason Momoa's hair. Oh, I would love that. You would look so good <laughs> as like Aquaman. Uh, um, I was going to go with something a little bit more conservative for you, like uh, George Clooney or something like that. Oh, I'd take that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go with the George Clooney. Um, all right, let's do a show. Uh, yeah. Next, on to the next question since we took care of Ian's. Okay. Nobody had hair talk on their bingo card today. No, well, yeah, good call. We did talk about Kristen's hair the last couple of weeks because the way her lighting changed off her camera, it looks nice. <laughs> Not that it l- didn't look nice before. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's get started. Three, two, 
one back on the pete the planner show it's a mail bag episode of the show where your emails submitted to ask pete that's all one word ask pete at petetheplanner.com uh we answer emails and that's what we're doing today by the way pete is spelled p-e-t-e i went to a coffee shop the other day and the person spelled it p-e-a-t no they didn't they 100 percent did really and now i'm worried about the future of society yeah Good day, Pete, Dame, and Kristen. Oh, I'm out of timeouts, by the way. Mm -hmm. As you guys were discussing the downsides of taking out a, a 401k loan, Dame mentioned they had to be repaid with after-tax dollars. Can you further explain that point? Now, there's a bunch of other questions here, so I'm going to keep going. The Dame, that's the first one you're going to answer. Okay. That's not a timeout. That's just context. In terms of tax implications, a 401k loan feels like any other type of loan. Is it related to the pre-tax component of contributions? Not following the argument and would love additional clarification on it. Full disclosure, I have an outstanding 401k loan. Outstanding, Dame. How does, he know, how, how does he know it's so good? I, he knows. Let me read that with slightly different inflection and just see how funny it is. For disclosure, I have an outstanding 401k loan. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, for full disclosure i have an outstanding 401k loan that we used to invest in a family business i hope this email doesn't turn sad or i'm gonna feel really bad <laughs> by the way i know this email and i really like him so aaron i'm sorry uh the business has consistent proven returns of roughly 15 percent, so we were willing to take the risk i also got lucky in terms of timing as we took out the loan september of 2021 and the market dipped considerably after we took out the loan we're planning to re repay the rest of the loan later this week lump sum oh. now that the market is about at the point in which we originally borrowed we weren't trying to time the market, but being able to borrow high and repay low along the way has a nice benefit in our situation. Secondarily, I know I don't have any timeouts, but I want to say something. I'll allow it. You usually don't hear the word secondarily. You sure. don't read it. You don't hear it. It's a good, it's a solid word. I write yeah. a lot, and I never use the word secondarily. Uh, percentage percentage chance that secondarily appears in one of your columns in the next two months? 100%. Okay. I'm writing a column on Sunday, and it will be in next <laughs> week's column. If someone does have a 401k loan, do you have a preferred strategy for repayment? Uh, for example, pay it back as soon as possible via a lump sum when able, regular pay period repayments for the full term of the loan, accelerated pay period repayments to attempt to dollar cost average. Thanks. Aaron, great email, great question. Dame, let's begin with uh, the after-tax component, uh, or pardon me, the pre. Can you further explain your point on why you say it has to be paid with after-tax dollars? Go. Okay, that part is 100% true. That the, the 401k loan is repaid with after-tax dollars. The tax considerations, that did catch my eye when I read this question, and it got me thinking. Aaron's not wrong. Any other loan would be repaid with after-tax dollars. You shouldn't be repaying a loan you took out with after-tax dollars. Let's keep in mind that there is no tax implication when that loan is dispersed. You're not paying a penalty or income tax or anything like that. You're simply removing money from your 401k with the uh, promise to repay it. If you don't, that's when you get 
hammered with the tax problems. Um, so you are repaying a loan just like any other loan with after-tax dollars. We're all square there. You then get taxed when you take the money out in retirement, just like a normal 401k. So I might have changed my perspective on this. I got to be honest. Uh, as far Wait, as Aaron's this, email changed your mind? As it, well, it just got me thinking through thinking through this again. Uh, before, I always, just, you know, okay, you're going to pay with after-tax dollars and you're going to get taxed again. No. You're not getting taxed again. You're getting you're going to getting taxed once. You're still repaying a loan with after tax dollars, just like you were any other loan. So he, you're saying he does have an outstanding 401k loan? Well, he made an outstanding point. I don't know if it's an outstanding loan. You know, the timing, the market element of this is where I'm getting caught up. Like, it's, yeah. it's interesting, he, I, and I'm I'm. Uh, I have two thoughts. Number one, maybe it's not as even of a, a swap as he thinks. Cause, or he's the luckiest person in the world and he's right. You know what I mean? You missed a golden chance to say secondarily. Oh, what am I even doing anymore? This might be the last show. <laughs> I, I still stand by, um, well, Dave, what do you think about this idea that he was a he was taking the four hundred one k loan and putting it into something that got fifteen percent returns, and that that was justification? That's a that's a tough. I mean, it's interesting, and and it sounds like he was right, but that's yeah. a that's a tough uh, prediction to uh, when you're <laughs> in the moment. Yeah, uh, I mean, well. If you're in the moment, I think it's much easier to justify for yourself if that's what you want to do, because you're going to come up with any reason to support your uh, intended or desired course of action. And now if you've got an unbiased third party that, that you're bouncing this off of, that's where somebody's going to throw the flag and say, hold on just a minute. Let's rethink this. Yeah, here's the here's where my head goes. And and Aaron, look, I I I I like you a lot. You know this, and I like your family. So disconnect yourself from this. If a family business needs a loan, is the family business in a position to uh, tell someone that there's fifteen percent returns attached to the loan, whereas a bank would have said? No, right? Like if you're going to family for a loan for a family business, that generally means traditional lenders have said no. And if the traditional lender said no and there were 15% returns on the horizon, like how does that work? Yeah, my my thought was, how did we get here? What other avenues were explored and didn't come to fruition? Uh, because if, if a bank said no or multiple banks said no, this becomes a much riskier proposition. Uh, in I think anybody's reasonable estimation. So it worked out. It reminds me of a, I'm deviating apologies, but my uh, perf advisor in college told me and the entire class a story. This was Pete, you and I went to college at the same time. Uh, there was a little tech boom going on uh, around That's that time. Heard, yeah. Pets.com. Yeah. Uh, he had a student that uh, got his credit card statement and Back then, we used to get blank checks that would come with statements every yeah. once in a while, mm -hmm. convenience checks. Yes. He maxed his credit card out by writing those to a brokerage account and used that money to invest everything into, I believe it was Sun Microsystems, but I don't remember. 
and it worked. I hit big for him. Horrible risk, terrible risk. And I, is it a direct correlation to what Aaron's going through here? No, but man, I, I see a lot of similarities. That is fascinating. Yeah, because sometimes you end up being right, mm-hmm. but the risks you took were the you shouldn't have taken. Does and I'm not, the, yeah. yeah, I'm not saying Aaron should have taken the shouldn't have taken the risk. Here's another element of this too, Dame, to, to bring it back. Do you remember uh, back at the beginning of 2023, as an executive team, we're like, hey, you just never know how these years are going to come. Let's go get a giant line of credit just in case. Mm -hmm. We don't think we're going to need it. We don't think we're going to need it. But let's go get a giant line of credit. We already had a line of credit that wasn't in use. We're like, let's go get a much bigger one. Now, here's the thing about lines of credit with 15 seconds left. They're usually given to people who don't need them. But this was at the same time of the Silicon Valley bank meltdown and no one was getting lines of credit. We never needed it. We wanted it. We couldn't get it. And now that we're 10 months past it, we never needed it at all. It wouldn't have yeah. mattered. Yeah. That's the nature of risk. Great story, Pete. Okay, coming up after the break, <laughs> the new change to 529 plans makes them attractive, just like Dame. I'm Pete the Planner. Do you remember that whole thing? Yes, of course, course I do. It was pretty irritating. Very it is strange. Yeah, like, it's like, okay, we are doing the prudent thing. We are trying to take out a giant line of credit, and we were, we, hey, we're not going to use this mm-hmm. in case this, this, this. And now we are at the moment when you would have conceivably needed it, and we're not even mm-hmm. close to needing it. Yeah. yeah. God, a lot of lost sleep over that. I, yes. Here's the good news. I didn't eat anything this morning, and I have coffee just tearing my stomach apart i'm sorry you got two more segments i don't know i'm forwarding an email real quick sorry okay now how i go uh all right let's do oh my favorite thing in the world is today oh get to go pay my mortgage this afternoon in person do they say your name when you walk in like no they don't even know me that's no no and i wish they did I think they got a massive marketing opportunity. Customer service. The right there. Narcissistic there. <laughs> um, I, I'm so excited. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break under a meaningful break point oh, yeah, threshold yeah, sure. of the loan amount today. Sure. So. Excellent. Kind of a big deal right there. Actually, I think we break through one in two months. Oh, congrats. Yeah. I'm going to make an obnoxiously big deal when I pay off that stupid mortgage. But it's 2.5%, so it's actually a beautiful mortgage. Who are you going to make a big deal, an obnoxiously big deal to? Anyone who Listen. who has ears <laughs> <laughs> or eyes or a mouth. It'll okay. come, come out of retirement and Twitter uh, just to be obnoxious for his mortgage. Yes. Um, oh, my gosh. You hear my stomach growling? That's what it is. I'm putting the microphone up to my stomach. Oh, it's not growling out. But if you hear what sounds like Sully from Monsters, Inc. <laughs> at some point in the next segment, it's because I've put the mic up to my stomach. We, uh, we yeah. got our favorite coffee. We ordered our favorite coffee. We do it once a year. Mm. It's from New Orleans. Mm. And it's Bananas Foster Coffee. Bananas really? Foster flavored coffee. It is unbelievable. It is so good. We order like four pounds of it. And we just have it in the fall and we brewed it for the first time this morning. 
And that is as exciting as paying my mortgage is later today. So is that like your daily for a while or do you just break it out uh, on specialish occasions for a while? It's our daily because you know how it goes. If you stretch it out, then it starts to. Yeah. Okay, let's continue. Sorry, got to show. Three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. Dame, you know, there were some changes with the uh, 529 college savings plans that some experts and some critics believe to now make the 529 plan undoubtedly the best way to save for college. I have always been fond of 529 plans and not just because they have paid me to say that at one point in my career, but because I, uh, it is the way I am saving for my kids college, but there is a new provision within them that makes them relatively attractive, but there's more to the story. So Dave, can you just catch us up? Like what's the new provision? Yeah. So very recently, you are able to transfer a balance from uh, unused 529 accounts into a Roth IRA for the beneficiary. There are some stipulations that come along with that, some rules we have to follow. And I'm sure that's something that, Pete, you're going to want me to cover here. I am. But so so when I first saw that this was coming down the pike, is it pike or pipe? We've covered this on the show, too. I think it's the pike. I think it oh. is, too. Nope. Did you get the stomach growl there? I didn't, but uh, nobody on the radio heard the setup for that in the break. So that's awkward. Um, all right. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Dan, when I first heard about this, I thought, oh, good. My kid uh, gets a scholarship or doesn't yeah. go to college, and I can take the money that I've yeah. saved, and I can put it into a Roth IRA for me so I can stop working someday. And I was very excited about that. And then, Dame, you you ruined my dreams. You went right up to the punch bowl and dropped a foreign object in it. And you said, you know, Pete, it's actually a a rollover for the beneficiary. So your kid goes to school or they don't go to school and you're like, you know what? Here's $35,000 to start your life. But Dame, I can't just dump it all in. There's more to it than that. Yeah, there are a a few things that come along with that. First, you're subject to the annual contribution limit. So which, you, which is what right now? I don't even know. Sixty-five hundred dollars, I believe, this year uh, with non-ketchups or mustards. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, you, you can't just uh, stroke one check or set up a transfer for thirty-five thousand dollars and push it all at one time. It will take a number of years if you've got thirty-five thousand plus left in the five twenty-nine. So, and this is where this goes off the rails for me, honestly. Now, it's not the five years it takes. It's that in a perfect world, in a vacuum, of which we don't live because we are two bald men. We mm-hmm. do not live in a perfect world. Um, the male part was the uh, imperfect part, not the, the bald. Bald is beautiful. <sighs> um, I am concerned that the opportunity to develop savings and investing habits early in a career gets overlooked because someone else is dumping in that money for you. And whereas you could put money in a 401k or another qualified plan, I don't like the idea that uh, uh, mommy and daddy are, are, are filling up that account for you when it really it should be a muscle you learn to flex yourself. What if uh, what if the parents set it up as a matching type of contribution for the 401k uh, contributions by the uh, student now employee? So oh, if you one of those yeah family contract sort of things. Yeah, so I mean the money was there for college. You, you didn't need it. Thanks. Uh, but 
we're going to continue to teach you some good habits. And if you make your contributions to your 401k, 403b, whatever, we will match you know, dollar for dollar or 50 cents on the dollar if you really want to push the student uh, or new employee to develop that habit. And it comes out swimmingly well in the long run. I don't mind that. How many doublings do you think, let's say a person has their their account fully funded by the time they're 27. Let's say they work till they're 67. So that's, let's do some math here. Yeah. Uh, so let's say there's 40 years. How many doublings will you give me? Will you give me? That's a, I mean, that's a really interesting question now because we used to figure it was once every seven-ish years. Do you think that's reasonable going forward? I would always go eight or nine personally, okay. but you go seven. Uh, I mean, rule of 72, but sure. it, let's... let's um. Let's, Let's go, go with eight. It, it, eight. Okay, so five doublings? Yeah, math's easy that way. Okay, so 35 turns into 70, right? You're, you're here to check the math. That's, <laughs> double, that's double number one. I don't have a calculator going right now, so. Oh, uh, it's okay. Okay. It's just, just, just One doubling. One doubling. There, that's the math I need. Okay, then you get to 140,000 American dollars. It's double two doublings. Two. 280, 560. Uh, a million eighty thousand. Is that the fifth one? Yeah, Thank over God, a million. I don't think I could have over a million. That. So it's a million dollar. It's a million dollar day here. All the people planning show. So that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, there's no way it was designed that way, but that is interesting. Well, I, here's the thing: how how many five twenty nines do you think are going no. to have thirty five thousand dollars? <laughs> that's the best question. And by the way, is this not a benefit for the rich? Yes. It is not a benefit at all for anyone. It, like this is the ultimate uh, serve the wealthy and wealthy alone because no one's going to have an extra $35,000. I mean, if if we're going to be a little bit more gracious than that and you have. Why? Why you, you say you, you absolutely don't have to be. Let's say middle income family manages to scrape together. 10 grand uh, for for one of their kids. Uh, and let's say they end up getting a scholarship and they don't need it. If they don't take that money back out for themselves, which they could do with a little bit of penalty and tax, uh, sorry, uh, on the growth only. Um, and they decide they want to give it to the student after they graduate. You want to go through the five doublings again with $10,000 for a, a middle income student? 10 to 20, 20 to 40, 40 to 80, 81, 60, 160, 320. It's not horrible. It isn't, but I, I mean, I, I feel like at some point, this is, is some very smart uh, family CFO, as, as sometimes they're called these days, will say, all right, well, let's just load that thing up. And this is a great way to transfer wealth. Sure. Uh, my, I would have to go back in and see how long somebody has to be a beneficiary of the account uh, before they are eligible for this provision. Like I know the account has to be open for 15 years, but I don't know how long a beneficiary has to be in place in order to have some of this money transferred to them. And let's just say you have a 529 left over with $70,000. Is it possible that I transfer 35 to two over a course of a number of years? I mean, how many times can I do this? So, Dammy. You and I are in a similar boat in the sense that our kids are similar age. My, I'm a year ahead uh, on the oldest. I think about college so much more in this calendar year than I ever have before. Hmm. And I start thinking, okay, what is, I think I know where she's going. I don't know any sort of financial aid or, or merit, hmm. whatever. 
And so I'm trying to hit that number on the head with also knowing that I got a son three years younger that I got to try to do the same thing to him too. So this news story, this provision is compelling to me, but I can't imagine a circumstance in which I'm going to have 36 and I, I am busting my hump to put money away. And there's a lot of money there. And there are no way there's going to be $36,000 extra in there. No, the same here. I, and I, I don't know how you feel about this particular approach, but I, my family will probably cash flow a, a, a some amount, a not insignificant amount of of the college uh, need. Although we will have a very significant amount of money saved in five twenty nines by the time that comes. So I don't know. I I can't envision. A scenario where this is going to be a commonplace transfer unless you fall into that tier as you were discussing where you can just load up a 529 and then start shipping it out to a, a Roth for the beneficiary. I, I, I've mentioned this before, but by the mere fact that I've mentioned it before, it makes it untrue. I am not a cynical person. <laughs> However, um, <laughs> I, I honestly, short of and I just can't. I, I this I, this only benefits upper class families from a financial perspective, because even if you had a you had a family that modestly saved and then their kids got a scholarship, I, I guess you're right. That ten thousand dollars turns into three sixty, and it's it's somewhat compelling. Anyway, three twenty, whatever it was. No one cares. Damn, let's do this. Let's take a break. Let's hose ourselves off. Mm. I don't. I don't, I don't wanna, we'll come back with the biggest waste of money of the week and the news a lot of news this week the financial world dame summarizes it reads it all puts it into chat ptg meh, mm. and then we spit out a, a good radio show i'm pete the planner and the radio show will be good in just a moment <laughs> how about that for the world's worst <laughs> outro boy i have the confidence of a That'd be interesting if I put my news stories in GPT and told them to rewrite it, and then I just read at a GPT-generated uh, news. It might, it might be fun one of these weeks. We do have some AI components to our software that we build, and I still think we should call it Chat PTP. But we can't. Uh, we can. I, I'd, I'd have to sell the executive team on that idea, and I don't. I don't have a lot of credibility amongst them. I don't think anybody really understands who PTP is that uses the platform at this point, anyway. See. See what I'm saying, everybody? Okay. Let's, oh, I got to pull up my stuff. Are you ready, Dame? Of course I'm ready. Let's keep it moving. I might be able to go pay my mortgage sooner than I thought. So excited for you. I am frustrated that they don't know me. Try a different branch. I can't. It's the only branch. It's complicated. with a mob? (laughs) (laughs) Am I offering for you? All right, that was a Godfather reference. Okay, in three, two, one. Back on the Pizza Planner Show, this week's biggest waste of money of the week, right here on the Pizza Planner Show, is Dame. Do you like how I butchered uh, coming back into the fourth segment? I usually just start with this week's biggest waste of money of the week, and I Kanye West Grammy worn Nike Air Yeezy prototype sneakers before the official release of the Air Yeezy in 2009, Kanye West debuted his collaboration with Nike at the 50th annual Grammy Awards. The rapper had just released his album Graduation and was up for eight nominations. Ye, 
unveiled the sneakers during his performance of Stronger with Daft Punk, and the rest is sneaker history, designed with Mark Smith. The size 12 prototypes featured a black leather upper with a tonal swoosh on the side, a Velcro lace strap, and bright pink laces, pardon me, bright pink lace locks donning the signature Y medallion. Inside, there's a sample marking and size tag that reads 20071211, referencing the date they were made, December 11th, 2007. The Nike Air Yeezy prototype will arrive in a wooden box made specifically for the sneakers for Dornbecker Auction. Okay, Dame, how much for the only pair of Air Yeezy prototype sneakers from 2007? Used, used sneakers, I might add. By Ye Uh, himself. And by the way, Kristen's not here to have a terrible guess, but if we're being honest, she guessed exactly right last week, which we did not spend enough time talking about. Uh, First of all, let me just say that these look like bad imitation Jordans that also ate some really old seafood. It's it's not an attractive sneaker in my That is opinion. the most accurate description of the shoe that I can possibly imagine. That is exactly right. Isn't old jo- the Jordans, the old black Jordans with yep. the toggle on them, yep. and, but they're sort of puffy, yep. and so they look like they ate bad seafood. Damn, that's unbelievable. That's why you get your you get the big bucks here. There we are. All right, my guess. Uh, we're guessing auction estimate. Is that is that what we're by now? Here? It says. Oh, uh, I don't uh, know how, but a hundred thousand dollars. Ooh. Oh. Oh. Okay. Hold on a second. The starting bid was sixty five thousand dollars. Okay. Uh, right now there are nineteen bids. And it's one hundred and eighty thousand one hundred and six dollars. That's just asinine. Dame, what's in the news this week? Goldman Sachs is preparing oh. to offer wealthy clients more access to a unique investment: the chance to own a piece of a private sports team. Oh, the bank is creating a quote sports franchise unit that will uh, within its investment banking division that will combine sports M&A with sports financing. A top goal is to work with asset and wealth management to pitch wealthy clients on investing in teams, stadiums and other flashy deals. Goldman declined to say which teams its clients might be able to invest in. The bank has worked on deals across the U.S. and internationally, including sales of Chelsea Football Club, Formula One and a minority stake in the Tennessee Titans football team. Goldman's offering will involve pitching clients on the chance to own a slice of a team or, in some cases, buy an entire team. Goldman's clients can also invest in both equity and debt deals. Institutional clients, including hedge funds, sovereign wealth funds, and private equity firms, can also invest. Before we comment too much, can we? Can I just give the general professional reminder that we have multiple sports organizations Yes. Clients here yes. at your money line. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm saying that to myself as well. Okay. No. Um, uh, as a reminder of what not to, to possibly say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's genius, frankly. I mean, let's say someone wants to get liquid, uh, a major yeah. owner, and they're like, all right, well, buy $100 million, Give me $100 million and, and put it in your little fund there, Goldman Sachs. It's genius. Yeah. I, I And I aren't going to have any issues selling that uh, if they can get their their claws into uh, s- either sections or uh, entire teams, they will 
absolutely find investors to to chew that up. What would the fees be on that, Pete? <laughs> Two and twenty. Like, I mean, it's going to be like <laughs> hedge fund fees. I would say that this does seem culturally more popular than it used to be. Even Dude Perfect has become um, connected with English Premier League football. Like uh, Burnley, they become minority owners along with J.J. Uh, Watt and, and, and mm. his his wife, who's a professional soccer player. And you know, Tom Brady has ownership stakes, and LeBron James. Uh, has ownership stakes in Premier League soccer. So this is a, and obviously Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney mm-hmm. uh, bought Wrexham FC. So it, it is a thing. And I think it's because of events like Wrexham and J.J. Uh, Watt becoming a minority owner of Burnley. I think that's why this trend will continue. Yeah. I Would you ever do it? I mean, let's take the ultra wealthy section out of it. But if yeah. you could buy a, a minority uh, piece, yes. a very minority piece of, of a, team just to say you have a, a slice of the pie not only because it's fun to say you have a slice of the pie but i think too we have not seen a dip in the valuation of sports franchises quite yet and uh with a lot of money from the middle east flowing into sports teams right now it just seems like an amazing investment that is not investment advice thank you dane what else is in the news federal tax cuts are here to stay and so are exploding budget deficits Uh, President Biden and the GOP are gearing up for an election year battle over extending the 2017 law that lowered taxes for individuals and businesses. Ignore the noise. The Republicans promise to continue all tax provisions scheduled to expire after 2025, while Biden has proposed extending them for almost all households. He wants a sharp X increase on roughly the top 2% of U.S. income earners, but it's doubtful that he could achieve that even if Democrats control both houses in Congress. The two parties tacitly agree that income taxes on the vast majority of Americans can never go up, which means a permanent budget imbalance that both bemoan but don't seem to eager to change. So you had tacitly and bemoan in that copy. I did, and I almost read one of those sentences perfectly, but I missed it. I, that's that the worst. Much. Isn't that the worst? Yeah. Yes. Um, I read an article this week that childhood poverty mm. has increased again be and and, the, and it's drawn to the advanced child tax credit that was around from July 15th of 21 to December 15th of 21 where cash payments were made to individuals you can call it stimulus you can call it whatever you want but the, the the hypothesis here is that those six months went a long way in in addressing childhood poverty and hunger and then when we went back to the old system of not having those advanced child tax credit that childhood hunger and poverty were on the rise again. Now, as you would hope, Dame, I am in support of the decline of childhood poverty and hunger, but I am somewhat skeptical, not cynical, skeptical that those six months of payments, of stimulus payments in 2021 actually significantly led to less childhood poverty. On paper, yes, but knowing how many people got that money and, and none of those people were impoverished, I struggle to, to, to look at correlation versus causation. Yeah, I would love to see the uh, data used and collected to draw that conclusion. And I, what I didn't see, I, I saw something very similar to the piece that you're, you're talking about. Did they say it has surpassed what po- the poverty rate was before the stimulus or is it just come back to equilibrium? I don't remember. Now you're asking me to remember things, and that's where the show usually goes off the rails. I should have known better. Yes. What else? Final story. 
The consumer price index, a measure of goods and services and prices, rose 0.6% in August from the month prior, the fastest pace in more than a year. More than half of that was due to higher gasoline prices. So-called core prices, which strip out volatile food and energy, rose by 0.3% last month after even lower readings in June and July. The August uh, increase reflected higher costs for items such as airfare and vehicle insurance. The upshot? The Fed will likely hold interest rates steady at their meeting next week and U.S. stocks stocks sorry not socks maybe socks edged higher after the no surprises inflation report do you really think they're going to hold interest rates steady next week they might they might you want to do a little gentleman's bet sure when's the meeting do you know will we be together in person when that's going on uh i want to say it's either a tuesday or thursday i can't remember which okay gentleman's bet for lunch okay i say they will uh increase rates again and you say they will not i'll say this this thing yeah Sending you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. Thanks for listening to Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. Okay. Look at us. Um, Dame, I said this show would last 54 minutes today, and we're at 52 and change right now. Are you going to do a little tap dance to uh, get us up to your prediction? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, we've met. Um, I left up the Boam graphic during the rest of that segment, which is annoying. All right. Nobody wants to look at me. They were just looking at my description of the shoes. Dame, are you excited for dinner next Monday night? I am. I uh, I need to go rescout the menu. I only took a quick glance at it, though. Oh, you've, we've been there together, have we not? Yeah, I, I think it was. Uh, I don't know, a year and a half ago, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are going to do it again. Um. You know what? I think I think we're done here. I think we're done here. I'm going to go pay my mortgage uh, and then be just a cheer dad this weekend because <laughs> that's the world I found. I went from being a soccer dad to cheer dad with just one tryout. Just like that. Just like that. Happy for you. Really? Yeah. Better you than me. All right, everybody. Stay getting money. <laughs>